Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. Matthew 28, praise God. And I'll be talking on the subject we're going to be examining, and it's an exhortation. I'm going to be exalting you this morning. So we are going to be examining the subject of desiring growth. Desiring growth. Glory to God. Matthew 28 from verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. All exousia, all authority is given unto me. And that power or authority is towards something. Look at verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So all power, authority is given unto me towards teaching the world. Praise God. He says, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. Or rather teaching all nations. That word they teach is the word matatio, which is to make disciple. Follow carefully. He says, go. So it's an instruction for a believer to go. So that means the moment you are saved, you have a going commission. Am I communicating here? He says, go and teach all nations. Make disciples of all nations. And we said, the word disciple means a pupil. A student or a learner. Or someone who is enrolled as a scholar. That means... There is an end goal to your learning. No student goes to school to learn without an end goal. Am I communicating? So Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Glory to God. It is an instruction given to us. So the disciple is a student. You are a learner. You are learning to do something. And of course, the disciples Jesus is talking about, he's not a student as of a medical doctor. He's not a student as an accountant, a lawyer, a nurse, or whatever, but he's a student of God's word. So we are instructed to go make students, to raise people up, glory to God. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. So that means as a student, a student is not he that comes to class with his opinion. A student comes to class to learn as though he knows nothing. To be taught, glory to God. To be taught, hallelujah. Now the question that comes to your mind again is, why am I being taught? I get born again, I am taught God's word. Then to what end? To what means? To what end? Glory to God. So we are instructed first to go make disciples. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that disciple, he is one who follows with his mindset. You follow with your mindset. You don't bring your mindset into it or your opinion into it, but you follow with your mindset. Your totality. You learn. You give yourself to learning. The same word was used in Acts 14, 21. Glory to God. Don't forget, I'm just going to exhort you this morning and God help me. Praise God. Acts 14 from verse 21 or rather verse 21. It says, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch. So you see, they taught many glory to God. 
It means discipleship requires teaching. You need to be taught as a disciple. They taught many. So they went out teaching many. Discipleship. You need to be taught. Glory to God. And what should you be taught? Praise God. So they went preaching and they gave themselves to teaching. And teaching takes time. Teaching is not something that we do in a hurry. We bring you in precept by precept because there is an end goal to where we are teaching you. Am I communicating this morning? Church, am I communication this, uh, communicating this morning? Hmm. So it also means that the one being taught needs to create time for learning. How many of you, you enroll in a class? Instead of going to class, you are expecting the professor to come to your home. That means when a believer is a disciple, he creates time for the learning of the things of God. Because there's an end goal. There's a place we are going with all the learning, with all the knowledge. Glory to God. That is why you follow with your mindset. You don't, you don't, go, to, you don't go to class telling the professor, oh, you know, uh, these principles that have been, that have been examined, um, actually, you know, I don't believe in it. How many of you actually believe in what you were taught in school? How many of you took philosophy here? The subject of philosophy, how many of you believe it? <laughs> so, when you are taking your exam, is it Pluto? I think Pluto was the one that believed in God a little, right? I can't remember now. That shows you that. <laughs> Praise God. Now, you now say, no, philosophy, ah, a concept that said there is no God. Okay, now, in, then in not writing your, your exam, they now say, quote what this philosopher said. You now say, well, I don't believe in that what philosopher said. This is what I believe, and you quote it, and then you get your, you pass your exam. You come in and you follow with your mindset. That is what teaching entails, and you give yourself to it. You give your time to it. Imagine you go to school. You don't take time to study. You don't take time to go to class. You are, you are actually planning not to pass that class. Not only will there be a carryover, there will be a carry-go. <laughs> Praise God. So, as a disciple, you learn. You, you desire. You, you run after knowledge. And you learn of the things of God. Not bringing every other material to study the Bible. No. You use the Bible to study the Bible. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So, it is very important that a believer understand, you seated here, understand that you must have an attitude towards learning. Because you are a student. You are a pupil. You are taught God's word. You meditate upon his word. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So the word matatio was derived from the word matathis. Which you get mathematics from. So you, 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 you follow with your entire mindset. Hallelujah. And how many of you know the problem of knowledge? Is that thinking that you know and align what you know to block or resist the true knowledge of Christ. So follow me carefully. Praise God. So you must have a, an attitude towards learning. And you don't, you don't treat learning God's word with your time and comfort. When I am comfortable, you know, I, I, God understand that I, 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 I didn't have time all through the week. 
Um, and so, you know, the question is, why is it God that must always wait? Why can't your job wait? Why can't your eating wait? Why can't your rent wait? But when it comes to what is the most essential and important in the life of a believer, they say, well, he can wait. But a believer is one who goes after the knowledge of Christ, desiring to grow. Glory to God. So that is why you are a student. That is why you study God's word. You cultivate an attitude. Look at 1 Peter 2.2. 1 Peter 2.2. Glory to God. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. He didn't say the sincere milk that you get from Walmart. He says as newborn babes. What is he talking about there? The word newborn babes is the word young converts. So as a young convert, you desire the sincere milk of the word. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You know, many a times believers think that, you know, this is actually just so much speaking about babies in Christ. No. Yes, he's talking about young convert. But it's more or less, most importantly, talking about the attitude a believer must have towards God's word. As newborn babes, as young converts, desiring. The word desiring there is the word to long after. You long after the word of God. Praise God. So, don't forget, uh, the, the sincere milk is still, in fact, the sincere milk here is a message of Christ. That to many, they still don't understand. When we come to the subject of salvation and the rest of them. Praise God. So it shows that you, when you became born again, you didn't have an understanding that you have today. So what do you do? You long after the knowledge of Christ. That is how you grow. Oh, am I communicating here? Am I communicating here? So, Peter is teaching that a believer must cultivate that attitude. Ask your neighbor, what is your attitude towards God's word? Don't forget, it says you make disciples and you train, you teach those disciples. Why are disciples learning? Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So, you long after. You don't stop longing after God's word. You don't say, I have, I have arrived at knowledge. Now, do you know, whatever we are learning is what happened to us at salvation. Come on. Whatever we are learning today is unraveling what happened to us at the day or on the day we got born again. That is why knowledge is required. So that you don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Am I communicating here? Am I communicating here? Look at it this way. You have a child. <laughs> and that child... Is now commanding you in the house. You know there are some families that are like that. Daddy, don't do that. Okay, okay, okay. I won't do it. Daddy, if you don't take time now, I will unleash the dragon. That is the case of a believer who doesn't know what happened to him or her at the place of salvation. And anybody can come and throw something at you and you run with it and you even shout, Rema. There's a problem. So there is something that happens to us at the place of salvation. So it is in the place of learning we come to realize what Christ has done for us. 
He that is joined together with God, he is one with God. Oh, glory to God. So we learn what it means for God to reside on our inside. We learn of the power of God that is at work within the believer. Oh, glory to God. And that is why we can boldly say, my hands they heal, my ears they hear, and my eyes they see in the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. I am who God say I am. I am who God say I am. I am what God say I am. And I can do what God say I can do. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So, we must desire to grow. We must decide. You can't be a Christian for 20 years and you've not grown. Pastor, but I know all the scriptures. It's not about quoting scriptures. Quoting scripture is good. But do you quote it in understanding? <laughs> Praise God. Now look at Matthew 28, 20. Don't forget. He said you should go make disciples. You should... Teach all nations the word to make disciples. Glory to God. Then verse 20, he says, teaching them to what? To observe. The word there is to guide carefully as though it is getting lost. Praise God. To observe. Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. Glory to God. He didn't say, go teach them your personal experiences. But he said, teach them what I have commanded, what I have taught you. What you have learned. So growth comes by the word of God. Am I communicating here? Growth comes by the... Now, prayer is good. A believer must be given to prayer. But prayer cannot grow you as much as the word of God grows the believer. Because you can be praying and be praying all manner of things. I was listening to a short clip of a certain man of God yesterday. And he said, when they attacked him, he knelt down. All through the night and he goes praying, God, this person, these people must die. He prayed, he spoke all the tongues that he can speak. And generated new ones that has not been its tongue vocabulary. <laughs> he said, by the time I wake up, I will hear news that they are dead. So, in the morning came, no news. Googled. No news. <laughs> Father, what's going on here? Two days, no news. One week, no news. About four years after, he was flying to a place. And, you know, he rented a private jet. And the security men went to inspect the private jet. And a certain man came towards him, was looking at him and looking at him and looking at him. And suddenly fell on his knees and said, pray for me. He said, ah, please get up. He said, no, pray for me. What is going on? He prayed. He said, you remember four years ago, I was among the men that was ordered to arrest you. How you escaped it is still a mystery. He said, but it was true that... God arrested my heart. I got born again. And today, I am not just a born again. I am a pastor. And he said, God reminded him. Did you see somebody that you killed already? <laughs> so, there are prayers that you can involve yourself in. It doesn't show you are growing. The fact that you are praying it every day is not growth. It is being prayed because of fear. The fear that demons will ravage your home. The fear that you will die quickly. The fear that this, this, this sickness will consume you. That is why you are praying, not because you, 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 you are growing. And that is why when you are not told, sickness is not there. It's as though 
something that is better than vacation, more serious than vacation, has happened in your prayer life. So, growth is by God's word. It says, teaching them. The word there is the word didasco. It means to instill doctrine into them. And what doctrine? All that I have commanded you. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now, it means a disciple must be given to doctrine. Because that is how a disciple grows. Look at what happened. Observe something in Acts 2.42. Acts 2.42. Glory to God. The person on the board, if you can just move with my speed, I will appreciate that. Glory to God. Acts 2.42. And they continued steadfastly. They continued steadfastly. It is not a hit and run. They, they were not on fire today and they studied. And tomorrow they grew cold and didn't study. No. They gave themselves to study steadfastly on God's word. And if you read the previous verse, 3,000 people who got saved added to these people. They gave themselves. No, 42. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. What did they do? They gave themselves to fellowship. And in the fellowship, they learned doctrine. You know, one thing the devil will first do to you, if he wants to deal with you, is to isolate you from fellowship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Is to isolate you. You know, I, you know, you know the word isolation? You know how it starts? <laughs> it starts in such a way that... You, you now begin to grow cold. Uh -uh. We are all Christians now. I mean, we, we can fellowship online. I mean, pastor always uh, broadcasts the service online. And, you know, if I don't go today, it's not a big deal. I still follow through the service online. And um, God knows that I really want to be there, but I just don't feel like it. <laughs> that one day event will grow into many months of you losing interest. And when that happens, all things will begin to fly over your life. And you will not be wondering what is happening. Oh, then the next, it's not about church. It's not about, it's everything church. I have so many things I'm dealing with now. But in the real sense, when you give yourself to fellowship, as believers are praying together, they are saying, brother, sister, I can see this and this is about to happen. But we pray. What did Jesus tell Peter? The devil desired to make use of you, but I have prayed for you. I prayed for you. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So, they gave themselves to fellowship and they learned the doctrines of the apostles. What was that doctrine? Oh, that Christ had commanded them. Are we still together? I said, are we to still together? So, the new convert continues in the place of fellowship. And the old convert stays in the place of fellowship. Because the new convert comes to meet the old convert. In that place of fellowship. Praise God. Am I still communicating here? Am I still communicating here? So, it means that Christian growth requires discipline and dedication. What did I say? You know, you know, there are so many of you here. There are some things you term spiritual matters that before you joined this church was the 99% of your prayer. Right? You prayed it. You fasted on it. Men of God lay hands on you. Prophecies were released upon your life that you'll be set free from that thing. But it was as though the more you prayed the more it continued. And all of a sudden, you come to a church like this where you are taught 
And what's interesting is, I didn't lay hands on you. You just noticed that thing disappeared and you've not experienced it again. Why? Because you have been taught your reality. And because a man that knows who they are in Christ is the most dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. Oh, I wish I'm communicating to somebody here. He's the most dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. Look at what happened when Jesus came down from the boat. There was a demon. And guess what? People refused to go through that area where the demon was. Because the demon will always beat on them. I mean, the seven sons of Skiva can tell you. They can relate. But when they saw Jesus from afar, they, they, they recognized Jesus and asked Jesus, what have we to do with you? You have come to trouble us. That is the fate of a believer. A believer shouldn't be afraid of demons. Demons should be afraid of a believer. He said, for demons know that there is God. And they tremble. And the Bible said, we have God on our inside. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So when the demons see us, what should they do? Demons tremble at my presence. What a mighty God I have. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about me is great. I am great. I am great. I am great. So great. I know some of you are waiting for me to make mistake. Let me stop it there. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> hallelujah. Praise God. So discipleship requires that as you are being taught, you grow. You grow. You don't stay as you were before you got born again. If what pursued you into Christianity continues to pursue you in Christianity, then we need to examine. <laughs> Am I communicating here? Am I communicating here? A time is now where the believer can go to the street and cause every spirit of cancer to disappear and it shall be so. Raise the dead. The Bible said the handkerchief taken out of the bodies of the apostles. We are used to heal the sick. This we are men. And they are not different from us today. What makes them different today is because they pay the price that the believer is not ready to pay today. They gave themselves to prayer. And to study of God's word. Say to someone, when the goings get tough, stay in fellowship. Praise God. So you must make up your mind to grow. You, it's, it's, see, I can sweat now as I'm teaching. If you don't allow God's word to enter, it will be as of the case of the disciples on Jesus' way to Emmaus. They were preaching Jesus to Jesus and not knowing Jesus was Jesus. How can you, can you imagine you are going on the street like this and you're saying, have you heard of one Pastor Kingsley? You are saying it to Pastor Kingsley. Ah, he is the pastor of Christ. You are saying, eh, is that so? They were preaching, they even called Jesus and said, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And, and that you are not aware of what had happened? Why? Jesus said, O fools and slow of heart to believe. All that, all that the prophet had said and is written in the law and in the psalm. That beginning from Moses, he expounded. So, why, why, why couldn't they? Because they took the word written in the prophets, in the law and in the psalms, literally. So when the incident happened, they began to question among themselves. Oh, yeah. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. You can imagine the place Jesus will be. Where he, after teaching his disciples, he, he walked through the war in his glorified body. And the disciples are, they are, they are afraid. We have seen the ghosts. Have I not taught you? Have I not taught you? He said, okay, if you don't believe, let me use the natural things to prove myself. Give me bread sandwich there and let me eat. So a disciple needs to desire to grow. Now, notice the growth progression. 
in the book of Acts. Notice, Peter killed someone in the book of Acts. And that was the only person he killed. Why? Because there was a growth progression. You don't stay at the place, at the level where you got born again and not grow. Now, let's examine something in Acts 19. Acts 19 from verse 1 to 6. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, so he found certain disciples, learners who were learning. And he said unto them, have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghosts. And he said, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism, that is the message of repentance. Praise God. So, remember, John baptizing with water. Then he now says, Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, that is this message, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, we should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. Now, pause there. Notice the response. He said, we have not so much heard of any Holy Ghost. Question. Did John talk about any Holy Ghost? Come on, church. Some said no, some said yes. I didn't say if he taught. Did he talk about any Holy Ghost? Did he mention any Holy Ghost? If it was not Sunday service, I would say, go and do your assignment. Remember, John said, I truly baptize with water. But there is he that is greater than me, that we baptize you in the Holy Ghost. And yet they have not so much heard. So here it means they have not been taught of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I said praise God. So, a student who pays attention would have been able to grab down and say, who is this person that baptized in the Holy Ghost? Who is this Holy Ghost? Are we communicating here? Okay. Now, let's, let's read on. He said, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. He got them born again. And when Peter had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Remember, we have treated this in higher life last year. Um, and we'll continue from there. Tongues and interpretation equals prophecy. So what they received was the Spirit upon them. Because at salvation, you receive the Spirit within. Are we communicating here? So the moment they received, they began to speak. Are we communicating here? Praise God. I said praise God. So they were not taught on the things of the Spirit. So Paul got them born again. Then look at something here. Because we are examining Acts 8 and 19 now. Look at verse 8. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Next verse. And when divers were hardened and believed not, spake evil of that way before the multitude. That is his teaching, what he was teaching. He departed from them and separated the disciples disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. Next verse. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwell in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Now, pause there. Don't forget we said that a disciple is a learner. Notice something here. In verse 19, he said, Paul taught daily. When he, means, when he says daily, what does he mean? Daily. There's no other Greek word to differentiate. <laughs> it means Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Daily means daily. And he said he taught them for how many years? Daily. Two years. 365 days a year. 700 something days he taught them daily. Huh. Now, there was an end goal to this. 
as he was teaching them, they were growing. They didn't stay in the place of not growing. No one was saying, ah, this thing Paul is doing is, is taking out our phone from us. <clears throat> Praise God. So, it is apparent that the people that Paul taught here, they grew. And what is one sign of growth? The moment you start growing, you will want to do ministry. Ministry becomes a proof of growth. You know, when I say ministry, now some of you are thinking, ah, pastor, oh no, me, I'm not going to be a pastor. <laughs> Praise God. But there are so many things that's touching ministry. So, it is apparent that these people grew. And some were even found pastoring churches. These are the people who stayed in post teaching for two good years. A good example was Epaphras. Look at Colossians 1, verse 7 and 8. Scholars will have it that Epaphras came from that church that Paul taught. You know, Epaphras didn't know that he can even do ministry until he grew under Paul. He says, as ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. Don't forget, when we did the study of the book of Colossians, we said that Epaphras founded the church at Colossae. And Epaphras was someone who was trained during the two years we are taught daily. So you cannot give yourself to teaching and not grow. Am I communicating here? You cannot give yourself to teaching and not grow. When The moment you are growing, you will notice the things that used to bother you. They are not bothering you anymore. When people now call you, you say, no, let's pray together about this matter. You will find yourself praying about, for people. You will find yourself studying with people because you want people to grow. That is the essence of growth. Praise God. I said, praise God. So, Epaphras became the pastor of that church. Now, let's examine another example again. Look at Acts 6, verse 1 to 4. Acts 6, verse 1 to 4. Are you learning something this morning? And in those days... When the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. What ministration? In serving of food. Am I communicating here? You know, anywhere you go, food can always create problems if you don't do it right. <laughs> Look at verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve table. So we being the apostles, our work, our calling, our instruction is to teach the word and not to serve tables. Look at next verse. We have four brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost. And wisdom whom we may appoint over this business. Now, pause there. You know, the disciples didn't say, okay, let's look at other churches and look for men that could, you know, maybe they are spiritually grown to now bring to attend to these matters. What did he say? He said, look here among you. It means you must be given to growth. It means these people had that report. They were the people you will find when the pastor called for prayers, they are there. When the pastor called for Bible study, they are there. When the pastor called for other things, they are there. Like Minister Media, the pastor does not really need to say anything. She is over the place making sure pastor will not come and be attending to those things. Because he needs to focus on the things of the word of God. So, they were men of honest report. They were full of... Now, what has the Holy Ghost got to do with serving of food? <laughs> it means we don't bring in novice into certain offices or into offices in the church. 
full of the Holy Ghost, full of faith. So it is clear that these people grew by being taught God's word. Why would they not grow when they gave themselves daily to prayer? Why would they not grow when they studied daily the apostles' doctrine? And why would they not grow when they ate together? I hope you know that eating together was part of fellowship. There was a significance of it in the, in the Bible days. When you eat with someone, it means you are identifying with that person. That was why some people got offended when they saw Jesus eating with the tax collectors. So, so you mean Jesus has identified with these sinners? Praise God. In case you don't know the tax collector, just think about ROS. And the fear of wisdom that come to you. <laughs> Look at next verse, verse 4. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word of God. So, the, the, the pastors are not to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, participate in these things. So, what they did, these men that were raised were deacons. Deacons were raised to oversee the natural affairs of the church. But they must be full of the Holy Ghost. And you know, these are certain offices where people just take literally today. So, in other words, when Stephen was picked, or these people that we have picked, is today what we will call ushers. Ushers. Ushers, are you following? <laughs> ushers. So, <laughs> they raised these ushers. Praise God. Are you still with me? Glory to God. So, it means that pastors cannot do everything. Everyone is required to be involved. The moment you don't evolve, involve yourself, it will be hard for growth in the local assembly. Because the pastor is everywhere. The time for him to not go and study and pray. He can't study and pray because he's trying to cater for everything. Praise God. So the proof of growth is ministry. Say it after me. Say to your neighbor. So it means that the time you leave the work to a few, the work will suffer. Everybody in this church, in this church, must get involved. So they were to look among themselves, not among strangers. Just like we have looked among ourselves today. They were asked to look among themselves. Why? They continually gave themselves in Acts 2.42. They studied together. They gave themselves to prayer. They studied together and they prayed. They ate together. And the Bible said they had all things in common. And if you read for that down, the word says, And so mightily grew the word of God, and the word of God prevailed. Why? Everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. Are we still together? So you must give yourself to growth. You must give yourself to growth. The moment you are growing, you begin to have appetite for ministry. Appetite for ministry. And of course, you know, I don't even need to start quoting all the things that Minister Media have been doing. She lives in a very far place. Some of you who probably live five, ten minutes from here, Wednesdays we won't see you. You drive like 45 minutes, thereabout, and you will see her in church. When there is cleaning, you will see. There are things that she has taken over. I don't even know how to do them again. Guess what? Have I ever told you, Minister Media, do this? She takes the initiative. She takes the initiative. to. These are the kind of people that are needed. It's a sign that she's growing. Praise God. And of course, you know, we're in the garage days. In the garage days. Of course, the day she came, what she knows now, she didn't know them. It also means she gave herself to study. I know what I'm talking about. She just graduated from the school of ministry. Again, she's one of the, the first students of the pilot program of school of ministry in this church. I felt joy and gladdened in my heart 
when I read our deliverables, oh yeah, you write projects too. For those of you who are signing up, you write project. <laughs> it gladdened my heart when she is given that opportunity to exhort the class. I'm proud. Someone has grown. And the proof of growth is what? Ministry. The proof of growth is ministry. That's a qualification for you. If you look, if you examine Exodus 18, 17, Jethro and Moses. Jethro was the father-in-law to Moses. And Moses was found doing ministry by himself. Moses will wake up in the morning. All the Israelites, you know, Moses led a very large church. Over three million people. So, you can imagine one man in front of three million people. Bringing in all their issues to Moses. So, Moses will stay there. We cancel. Some will come and say, ah, Papa Moses, my younger brother just poked me in the eye. And Moses is okay. Next time, don't poke him in the eye. Maybe you can poke him in the ear. <laughs> Praise God. From morning to night, from smaller matters to bigger issues, he will stand there. Moses will teach and teach. There was nothing Moses did that he did not use God's word. Moses will get to a time he is tired. I can, I, I can already see how he will sweat throughout the day. So, Jethro came. Observe Moses. Jethro said to Moses, this thing that you are doing to yourself is not good. You know what this will do? You will die an untimely death. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't, he said, so now this is what you will do. Raise men. Raise men. Raise men. That will take care of the smaller issues. They will, they will be the leader over 1,000, 500, 100, 70, and all of that, tens. When the matter is too big for them, what did he say? They cannot bring it to you. He said, you will train this man. So, he, he, Jethro understood that Moses cannot do ministry by himself. Praise God. Even when Jesus came, he knew this is God among us. He knew he can't do it by himself. So, he looked among them. So, you can see where the epistles, the apostles got it from. So, Moses looked from among them, people who have been serious about God's word. And he raised them to be leaders. You can read Exodus 18 from 17 to 18 and from 20 to 23. Glory to God. So it means that it requires everybody's involvement. The moment you are growing, ministry becomes easy for you. You want to do ministry. You will no longer complain about praying. Are we together? You no longer complain about praying. Some of you now have not called you on randomly and said, let's pray for four hours. I know when I say, okay, let's do four hours every day. Somebody say, ah, pastor, why by member? <laughs> so we must give ourselves. Say to someone, you must give yourself. So remember in Acts 6, when these deacons were raised, deacons raised to oversee the natural affairs. See what now happened in Acts 6, 4. I mean, Acts 6, 5. Acts 6, 5. Praise God. Acts 6, 5, glory to God. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith. How did they know? How did they know he's full of faith? They've seen him. They fellowship with him. He's giving himself. When he talks, you know. And of the Holy Ghost... And Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, next verse, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. So there was a laying on of hands to appoint those people into those office. 
and the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. Now, did you notice something there? The pastors were allowed to do what they are supposed to do. And it led to the growth of the church. The ones that need to take care of natural things, they were taking care of natural things. Next verse. This will shock you. And Stephen. Somebody say Stephen. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. A man chosen to take care of natural things, suddenly he has grown. Later on, Stephen was found holding crusades. And many mighty miracles was wrought through him. Why are we growing? We grow for ministry. Are we still here? So the time has come where you ask yourself, have I really given myself to growth? Am I really desiring it? Because it is our work. Ephesians 4, 11. Ephesians 4, 11. Ephesians 4. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors that are teachers. This was the gift that Christ gave to the church. Next verse. He said, for the perfecting of the saints. That word there is the equipping. How do you equip? You train, you teach. For the work of the ministry. So, it's the perfecting of the saints, the equipping of the saints to do what? To do what? To do ministry. Every saint is a called minister. So, you must give yourself to growth. Just like Minister Media have given herself to growth. For the edifying of the body of Christ. The, the work of the ministry so that you will edify the body of Christ. No one is permitted to be a bench warmer. Say, I am not permitted to be a bench warmer. I can't be. I fitn't be a bench warmer. <laughs> Glory to God. He now says, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Glory to God. So we are trained, we are equipped, we are taught to come into the unity of the faith, which is the knowledge of Christ. So there will be no need for denominations. Because the Bible must be one and must be priest the same. Paul said to Timothy's protege, he said, the same thing that I have taught you, you have heard of me among many witnesses. He said, the same thing, teach unto others and commit unto faithful men. Are you faithful? Praise God. Look at next verse. <laughs> that we henceforth be no more Children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and, and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Different doctrine. My God is a bulldozer. Ah, is a bulldozer. <laughs> with emphasis on bulldozing. My God is a money doubler. You run after it. I see, I see. I hear, I hear. I'm in your village, I'm in your village. I'm in your father's house, in your father's house. I have said seven seas. I have about 12 seas. You run after those things. Remember, Jesus said, a time will come where you will not run anywhere. People will say, oh, God is in that mountain. You won't mind it. <laughs> you are not tossed to and fro by every wind. Why? You have grown. You have grown. I say, you have grown. Look at verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. When we are taught, we grow. We grow. We grow. We don't remain as we used to be. We don't run after prophets anymore. 
We don't run after 30 days of deliverance anymore. How can a believer still be needing deliverance when salvation has been given to you? When you let the word of God come in, you will notice that you have peace. Am I communicating here? Paul said in Romans 1, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. So the gospel sets men free. Just give it a try. You have tried every other one. Give this one a try. And you will never be disappointed. I say you will never be disappointed. I say you will never be disappointed. Glory to God. So it is evidently clear that our growth is in the knowledge of God. It's not just about quoting. When you say you are growing, it's not about quoting. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You know, when Christ came, he came and he came. He came and he go and he came and he go. You can quote all of that. But if you do not have the understanding of what thou readest, you will also not understand what thou sayest. Am I communicating here? So, James said, that you are not just hearer only. And don't be a forgetful hearer. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Second Peter 3, 18. Second Peter 3, 18. It says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory now and forevermore. Growing grace, the word, the Cairo there and that is in the knowledge. How you grow in grace is in the knowledge of God. Peter is teaching. You don't just stay. Where you just hear and not do nothing. You grow in grace. As you hear, you grow. You put it to use. I said, glory to God. Glory to God. Look at Hebrews, Hebrews 5. 12 to 14, very quickly, Hebrews 5. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and have become such as have need of milk and not of the strong milk. Now, now, the Hebrew, you know, is a very interesting book because it's the one that have a contrast between the Old Testament and the New. He said, you ought to be teachers. But you are still having need. You have not grown. You decided not to grow. Growth is a decision you make. So the fact that you are not growing is because you decided not to grow. He said you ought to be teachers. But you are still in need of milk. Look at next verse. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe, brefos. He is a babe, a babe. And a babe is one that can be tossed by every wind of doctrine. Oh foolish Galatians who have so much bewitched you. How haven't you received the things by the spirit or you have received it by the flesh? They, we are about to be carried by the ordinances of men. Look at next verse. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So you are able to discern between good doctrines and false doctrine. Why? You are growing. You are growing. So when we say God has done it, I'm not the one who said it. I am only reminding you of what happened to you at salvation. So when you grow, you find yourself doing ministry. Hebrews 6.1, Hebrews 6.1, Hebrews 6.1. Glory to God. Uh, therefore, leaving the principles of, do of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Toward God. So we need to give ourselves to the study of God's word. Glory to God. Look at what he says in closing. 1 Timothy 4, 12 to 16. And we close with this. Let no man despise thy youth. But be that an example of believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Next verse, till I come, give what? Come on. So say to yourself, I give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Next verse, neglect not the gifts. 
that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Next verse. It says, meditate. <laughs> meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. He says, you meditate on it. You ponder upon it. You allow these things to consume your mind. Because whatever occupies your mind is what you become. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.